You're listening to Women and Music, and I'm your host, Alexa Ace. Every other week slash twice a month-ish, I interview different women in the music industry. Why? Well, I got started in 2016 by launching an international music blog called Goldhand Girls. I was studying music business in college and also interning at different labels in London when I began to experience the music industry gender gap. I remember feeling like there wasn't a spot for me, or if there was, good luck with the male competition. I was like, where the fuck are all the other women in the business, like myself? So that's what Goldham became, a roundup call for all the bad bitches sick of not getting equal opportunity or representation in the music industry. My goal has always been to provide opportunity, and to me, in many ways, that means spreading inspiration. I did shrooms this time last year for the first time ever and was told two things. Number one, I'm a tree. We're all so connected to trees. If you've ever microdosed on shrooms, you get it. And number two, inspiration is magic and inside of everyone. To be inspired is to open your imagination and envision what you can become. I want you to feel inspired. This industry is ever evolving and there's a spot for all of us at the dinner table, damn it. So let the woman be heard. Today's guest is Saint Bodhi. Goldhand had Bodhi for a takeover in 2019, and I've been patiently waiting ever since for the world to take note. It's her fucking songwriting, lyricism, and beat-making process for me. Born and raised in South Central LA, Bodhi naturally became a storyteller. With a tireless work ethic and an extremely detailed ear, Bodhi is a reputable songwriter in R&B and in hip-hop. A few of her past collaborations include Beyonce, ASAP Rocky, Jane Smith, and Erica Badu, just to name a few. Introducing Saint Bodhi. Bodhi, tell us something good that happened to you lately. I just was able to write a comic book for Marvel. Well, a comic story, a short story for Marvel. And I think that's one of like my lifetime dreams that I got to accomplish. That's that I did not insane. think I was gonna accomplish like anytime soon. Yeah. Can you walk us like briefly? I have that written down for later, but like I would love to briefly know how the fuck did that happen? How do you even write a comic book? It was crazy because Def Jam did a collaboration with Marvel. They picked three upcoming artists, and I just so happened to be one of the girls that they picked. They let me be Storm, and it's all about mental health. And so I ended up writing a story about this girl named Mabini, whose parents kind of got, like, slaughtered. And she was basically about to destroy the world out of rage, and Storm kind of comes in and takes care of her, stops her from basically destroying the earth and starts raising her. And so there's more to come with that, but they're allowing me to open up some more doors with that story, actually. So my goal is to make a beanie like a new X-Men and actually hopefully get to film one day. Like that's a big goal for me because I love telling stories. Oh, I could absolutely see it. Yeah. And your lyricism is story after story after story. You're also into cosplay and like anime, right? Yeah, I'm in the anime. I am interested in cosplay. Like, I haven't got a big collection yet. So that's why I'm like, oh man, if I had a bigger collection, then I'd be like, I'm so cosplay. But it's like, I have like the smallest collection. Getting started. I'm getting started. But it was always something I wanted to do. And I just started opening up that door for myself. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be a cosplay makeup recording artist, anime, sci-fi chick. Like, I don't care what Yeah, you fucking are. Yeah, you fucking are. (laughs) Actually, you already fucking doing that and you're doing it great. What does your day-to-day look like right now? Oh my God. (laughs) If I'm not trying to go to sleep, I'm usually doing meetings, (laughs) I'm doing interviews. I've been in the recording studio every day for like the past two and a half, three weeks, or I'm in Dallas or spending time with my kids. 
So I'm always just working or I'm playing video games. Like I've been playing a lot of video games late at night after I get done working. I love to hear. I love how you first say to, if I'm not sleeping, sleep is important. It's fucking important. So I'm an entrepreneur over here. I don't really sleep that much either, but you know that you like, when you prioritize sleep, then you like get a different creative out. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I fucking love sleep. Like my phone ringtone is set up as an alarm. So anytime (laughs) I'm sleeping, like a business call comes in, I'll be able to catch it, but I'm going right back to sleep. Oh my God. I want to talk about mental health, but I also want to talk about astrology. I want to kind of get into a few of the things that are outside of Mad World, because I really also want to cover Mad World quite a bit. But just to get started, it's so cool how you have these different interests outside of music. And I kind of wanted to bring up also how your website includes astrology. I've never fucking seen that before. So I'd love to know about your relationship with astrology. Well, I'm kind of (laughs) witchy. So like one of my biggest things is like before I really work with someone, I always ask them what their zodiac sign is. It just kind of stuck with the project. Like, yo, dude, let's just make everything about astrology because that's all you do is judge people off their zodiac sign. So tell me, what is yours? That shit in together. I'm a Pisces, Scorpio, Moon, Sagittarius, Ascendant. Oh, so I'm like my God! I was just about to ask you what, what are you rising signs were. I'm a Gemini, Virgo, Moon, and Capricorn rising. You get shit done. <laughs> are wow. those? On, I heard a lot of fire signs. Is that what you have? Two water signs and one fire sign. The Sagittarius gets me in a little bit of trouble, but the Sagittarius (laughs) is the part of me that kind of helps me be an artist. And then my Scorpio side of me is, you know, the reason why, like, I'm a little aggressive. And my Pisces is my empathy. It's like, I love that. Do you know much about, like, what your Saturn says about you? Dude, I'm in Saturn return right now, and it's the worst shit ever. I'm (laughs) 29. I just turned 29, and I'm in my Saturn return. And when I tell you, it feels like... I've heard good and bad stories about it, but for me, it feels like my brain's exploding. And Uh it's not because, like, I'm literally having anger. It's because you're basically rewiring the way your energy is with the universe. Mm -hmm. And so right now, my body is like, hey, you're becoming more of an adult. You're looking at things differently. You're growing. And the things you think you know, you don't know, they're all wrong. I have opinions about what people say their moon and their rising sign are. What sign do you identify with the most? I identify with Pisces the most, but people think I'm a Scorpio. So it's like people see me as a Scorpio, but I feel like I'm a Pisces, like a true fucking bag of raindrops. (laughs) I think empathy, it makes the world go round in so many ways. And not that all Pisces have empathy. I don't know about you. Do you have empathy? (laughs) March Pisces are a little different. I'm a February Pisces. March Pisces are Mm -hmm. more like cutthroat you know they have a lot of feelings but they're the bad girls they're like the rihannas and stuff like that okay. and the february pisces are more like steve job energy like i'm super antisocial, yes. but i love everyone so it's kind of like two different sides of the pisces i love that would you say you're an introvert i am an introvert who is an extrovert <laughs> yep introverted extrovert I love energy, but then like, I'm so receptive to it that I'm just like, dude, I got to go home and recharge these batteries because Mm. I can read and see and smell all you guys as demons Mm. or dealing with, Mm. with, you know, you are witchy. Yeah. I clean people on accident. So my godmother's always all like, you need to learn how to put your shields up because you're just sitting here cleansing everyone all day. And I'm like, okay, thanks. (laughs) 
Let's talk blessed. This stands out a lot in blessed. It's saying bulletproof vest. Yeah, you know, I'm blessed. This is a massive change in lyricism from flower child. And I love hearing you say bulletproof vest. I would love to know about the change, the transition from the lyricism in flower child in comparison to blessed. Which one did you write first? Yeah, I wrote flower child first. And it was crazy because the people that I was working with was like, this song isn't good enough. This isn't going to be the record that we put out or whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I wrote Blessed when I first got signed to Sony ATV because I was like broke as hell. And my boyfriend had just like basically cheated on me. And so I ended up writing a song Blessed because I just got my first big bag. And I'm like, dude, fuck it. And that's kind of how Blessed came along from nothing to something and a shitty boyfriend. (laughs) So you got fucking signed. That's a big deal. Can you briefly walk us through the transition in your career when writing the album Mad World? So it started off with me just being a writer. I had no intentions on being an artist at that time. I was like, oh, I'm going to try to be an artist in like 2022 or some shit. I was just writing these records for everyone, but I was writing them basically through my own life experiences. And these record labels started hearing me. And so first it was like, who was it? Motown. We got a little hit from Columbia. And then all of a sudden Def Jam heard me and they sent out Steve-O, who's, you know, one of my closest Mm -hmm. friends. They basically signed me to Def Jam, but those songs were written for other people, but about me. So everything on Mad World? That album was done before I even came to the label. Like I came there with an album, basically. Oh my God, I had no idea. So what does that mean for your artistry for the future? So I just got finished writing my EP with Nephew. And it was a cool experience for me because it was like, all right, now I know that I'm the artist, so now I can really show my ass. Mm -hmm. And what was that like? Was it any different for the first time you being in the studio knowing that this was going to go out as you? It was different because I feel like when I was writing Mad World, it was such a hustle moment and grinding and trying to pitch records. And this time it was like more grounded and I really could focus on myself. I actually like writing my project and knowing that it's for me. Yeah, I bet. I'm assuming you get final say on what you put out. Oh, hell yeah. I wish they would. (laughs) (laughs) Me me too. So did you get signed to Def Jam first? I signed to Sony ATV as a writer first. And that was kind of like the only thing. And then I got signed to Def Jam maybe like five months later. Wow. Maybe less than that. It might have been sooner than that. So when you went in there and they're like, you know, we want to sign you as an artist, how'd you respond? I didn't know where I wanted to go. I had an indie label I wanted to sign to. It was a couple other labels that I was playing ball with. But when I met Steve-O, it just felt right because I felt like he understood me as an artist. And so that's one of the reasons why I signed. I wouldn't have signed there if it wasn't for Steve-O. I feel like a lot of people say that about Def Jam. Like you're meant to fit like a puzzle piece. Yeah, yeah. it's just like if the team is vibes, then, you know, I'm going to go there, you know? Yeah, right on. So what was your first major writing gig? My first major writing gig? <laughs> Maybe when I was younger... I know I was working with like Talia Dunn when I was like around 17, 18. I worked with Teddy. I don't know. I've been in the industry for so long. I don't even remember what my first major game was. I know I did the other woman. That was like my first ever placement was like this movie with Nicki Minaj. And I think it was Scarlett Johansson or something. That's amazing. So do you consider yourself more as a writer or more as a musician? Or what do you consider your ultimate passion? My ultimate passion is the storytelling. <laughs> And the writing just kind of, I guess it was weird because like I kind of didn't have that much confidence in myself as an artist when I was just a writer. And so 
I just fell onto that. I just knew I wanted to do music. I, I'm going to get into music. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a writer, recording artist. I think that there's something to say about the fact that you went in as a lyricist, as a writer, as a storyteller, and here you are coming out an artist and not to mention an artist that is quickly gaining recognition. The way that you've gone about your career is so inspirational in your hustle. Oh yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to know a little bit about your writing gigs and the process, even going through your first writing gigs. Like what was one major one that led to a next step and then to a next step? I have wrote Bless and Steve-O has sent it to Beyonce. This is around the time she was working on the Lion King project. And she liked my music and she invited me to go to her writing camps. That's when I knew, like, I was like, yeah, I'm in this shit. (laughs) Damn. So wait, so did you? I didn't know this. Did you? Yeah, I wrote in her writing camps. Damn. Okay. See, so I honestly, I wasn't going to touch on that too much because I want to really get into your lyricism, but congratulations. That's a big fucking step. That's awesome. What was it like? Elegant. That's all I can say. (laughs) It was well put together, well elegant, and it was a vibe. And they actually called me back a couple times. And I hopefully they call me back again so I can do some more stuff with them. (laughs) Yep, it's going to happen. I'll put that energy out there. I would love to know more about Marvel and Def Jam. Like I said, this is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen any artist do. Congratulations on being one of the three chosen. It's so iconic. I'd love to know about co-writing with Danny Lore. Okay, at first, when they first gave me the opportunity, I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. I don't know how to write this. I can just give you a story. But they made it so cool. Where basically, I wrote a story. And then she turned it and switched it and made it like a proper comic. Where did you start? I started off with myself, how my kind of childhood was. Mm -hmm. And I came up with this character. I named her a beanie. She's from Africa, basically. And I was just like, you know what? I want to kill her parents. Mm -hmm. And so I killed her parents and I had her hide in a cubby. Storm basically was picking up the vibes like, man, something's wrong. She had a dream about the world splitting in half. And so I basically just wrote a story, like a full story. And then, you know, I gave it to them and Marvel made it Marvel. (laughs) Immediately. Wow. You didn't have to write multiple versions of the story. This is my game plan. This is my idea. And they ran with it. I had one redraft. Wolverine died and Logan and there were all these kids left. And we haven't really got a backstory on like where the kids went, if they're growing. I don't even know if Marvel's going to come out with another movie for it. So what I did was try to take one of the artists, one of the kids from there and put them into, you know, you know how they're growing up. But they were like, no, that's not what we want to do. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I just created a whole nother fucking character. (laughs) God, that is amazing. You can buy it digitally online or you can just go to like your nearest comic book store. And it's the Black awesome. Panther edition. And hopefully there's more to come. <laughs> Let's just say that. I'll give you that little teaser. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's totally what I wanted to hear. So speaking of collaborations, when can we expect these new tunes? And are there any collaborations in the works that you can talk about? So I haven't got any features on this EP. I really wish I could. I really wanted Mulatto, but we weren't able to get her. So Mulatto, if you ever hear this, Yes. Want to do a record with you, girl. <laughs> but no, it was just me and nephew. That's all it was. And hopefully we're going to drop this by, by like mid-May. What's your vision? What's your goal? So I finished the EP. We're about to start going into music videos for that. I'm working on a second EP with Dahi. And then I'm also working on my own LP 
and I'm also continuing to write some scripts and I'm working on a book. This is a lot. Okay. I'm doing a lot. You're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. Wow. You're writing a book. I have a very interesting past. And so it's been brought to my attention several times that people are just like, can you just write a book? Can you write a book? And my manager was just like, dude, like seriously, just do the book. Just do it. Is it going to be kind of scary? Because I love that side of you. It's going to be more of an inspirational thing. Oh. It's going to be kind of like a thing where I'm walking. People do some of the shit I've been through and how I overcame. It's going to be like some power shit. What would you say the main theme not even just to your book, but to your life is? Is it that hustle? It's the hustle. I'm a magnet for extreme events happening and I overcome it. I'm like being shot at and in the jail. It's like a lot. Yeah. That kind of leads me into my next question. And I want to know about your creative direction. Can you tell us a little bit about the storyboarding for your Mad World freestyle music video? So we did a little Mad World thing where Lucas, the guy that helped design my planets and stuff, he made this really cool GTA trailer. And so my homeboy Salva does game rendering. And he was like, dude, let me just make you this crazy ass GTA graphic. And we're just going to slap it on that shit. It was just the homies being cool. Like he did that shit for nothing. Yeah. He didn't want money. He was just like, just let me do this shit. But when it comes to like my music videos, of course I put in my, you know, Hey, I want this kind of energy, this kind of feeling. This is the kind of ideas I have. And then mm -hmm. I'll pitch that to a couple of producers. They pitch back their shit. And then I choose whether I want to keep it or not. In the Mad World Freestyle music video, can you kind of explain to us in the audience what's going on? You know, it's just a lot of shit going on. There's like a mime, there's a stripper bitch, there's a girl with a bonnet, there's a gun, there's cops, there's shootouts. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Do you get your inspiration from anywhere in particular when it comes to visuals? That's funny because I was just doing an inspirational thing yesterday. Visuals-wise, I think more movies... I really appreciate like Billie Eilish's music videos. And then sometimes I'll go back to like Andre 3000 and look at some of his stuff. We're doing two music videos right now. So right now I'm like, hey, I kind of want this very clean look. And then you, I take shit for movies too. So it's a video I'm working on right now. And let's just say there's a glass box and a guy's going to be stuck in that glass box and I'm going to be torturing him. <laughs> I love it. Break the glass, break it. What's your favorite music video to date that you've done so far? I had a lot of fun with Zombie because we were like legitimately in a haunted house. Like legit, like that hole was haunted. There was like letters from like the 16th and 1700s, like in envelopes stashed in these old pianos that were dusty. and It was like legitimately haunted spot. And it was pretty cool doing that. Do you have any advice for upcoming women in the music industry? Listen to your intuition Everyone's not your damn friend and stay focused. I'm talking about tunnel vision focus. If it don't smell right, it ain't right. It's not right. All right. Bodhi, this is the last question I have for you. What's your gold moment in life so far? It's Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> like, wow. It's Marvel. Cause like, honestly, if Marvel was just like, Hey, we're hiring you. I'm like, goodbye music industry. That's it. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you on social media? You can go to my Instagram, st. Bodhi, B-O-D-H-I, or just type in St. Bodhi, you'll find me. St. Bodhi, all right. Heard it here first. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out Mad World as you heard it from the queen herself. This is just an introduction album. I can't wait to see what Bodhi has in store for the future. I love that she's a songwriter turned artist and songwriters listening. You can do that too. That's what this podcast is all about. 
So you can find me on social media at Alexa A. Ace and Gold Hand Girls at Gold Hand Girls. Please review and subscribe. It means so much to me. I'm almost done with season two. So let's do this. Chat soon.